0: Saturday Squeeze is your shortcut to being informed weekend style. I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. This week, Claire's been a bit of a mish mash of stories. We had the interest rate rise that apparently no one saw coming, but some people saw coming and it was a surprise, <laughs> but it wasn't a surprise, but it happened. It did. We won't talk about that today, actually. So <laughs> I'm not sure why I'm putting it in the headlines. After all that, yeah. After all we're that. We're not talking we're about We're not it. talking about that. Lots coming out of the Ukraine and the Russia conflict. Of course, Sudan continues to be a huge story, but it was more local news that dominated the headlines this week. And in particular, the death of celebrity chef Jock Zonfrillo. So we'll talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, we will. And the other big thing uh, has seen our Prime Minister head to the United Kingdom
0: ahead of the coronation tonight. The coronation has to be a talking point again this week. It's a big deal. It takes us to a theme as well that we picked up in the news this week, which is the changing of the guard. Hmm. That's our theme for the news story we're talking about this week. We'll get into that uh, right after we get into the story that squizzes have been clicking on. Let's do it. The most click link, Claire, out of the Squiz Today email was pretty close. One was a bit of a clickbaity yes. uh, uh, link to an article of a phallic-shaped iceberg. Mm-hmm. And should we just leave that at that? Let's, let's leave that there. <laughs> the second was a link to a guy doing the worm mm. at a Rita Ora performance. Mm-hmm. Can you or have you ever done the worm, Claire? I reckon I did when I was a kid. <laughs> It's been a long time
1: <laughs> since I've done really, actually, you know what? It's been a long time since I've danced.
0: Oh, well, we need to fix that. Just try and think about the last, it might've it might been your wedding. Did you dance? Yeah. Oh good. I'm glad I got you danced. There oh, was yeah. someone doing the worm at my wedding. <laughs> if I, <laughs> I tried to do the, that, I have done the worm in the past, but if I tried to do the worm right now, <laughs> I would definitely injure myself. <laughs> Can we try when we finish? Yeah, let's, <laughs> like, sure. <laughs> anyway, that was the most click link out of the newsletter. And the great thing about the links that people click on out of the newsletter is they're so joyful. Oh, yeah. And, look, (laughs) this is all part of the squeeze, right? You've got to have light and shade. Got to have some fun. Got to have some fun. I guess um, on that light and shade point, the biggest story this week was the death of Jock Zonfrillo that was – the most covered story across the week.
1: Yeah, it was quite a shock. We were putting together the news list on Monday when that news came through. The cause of his death hasn't been confirmed and we don't want to get into the ins and outs and speculation of all of that. Um, Kate, there are a couple of things that we talked about, uh, one of which was that it's very wrong to assume that everyone knows who he is.
0: Yeah, and this wasn't specifically about him. We just got into a conversation around the fact that I didn't really Know him. Mm. I, I hadn't heard of him much. I don't watch MasterChef. Um, and there's this such a splintering of celebrity these days that it's very hard to become a truly household name. To test this theory, I actually did a bit of a survey of my mates, and it was about 50 50 who sort of mm. knew who he was and knew a bit about him. And, mm. The other 50% had really never heard of him.
1: Yeah, and it's probably down to that proliferation of media channels. Yeah, that exactly. Real scattering. Of course, when we were growing up, there were a maximum of five channels on the TV. So you sort of had exposure to pretty much everyone that was on television. Mm. It's just not the case these days. I have to agree with you on that. Um, the other thing we talked about was how Network 10 dealt with it. It's yeah. real crisis territory.
0: Imagine being at Network 10 and hearing this news and then having to talk to his family about what they do about the fact that this show was supposed to go to air that night. Yeah, and
1: his family, of course, having just heard of the death of their loved one, Mm. to have to make a decision and talk to network executives about how to deal with this show that was due to come out on that Monday night just when that news broke, really difficult stuff. In the end, they pulled it for the week. It's going to launch tomorrow night now and there will be a tribute to him
0: before that airs. (laughs) Claire, as I said at the top, a real mix of news this week. We're certainly due, I reckon, to get stuck into some of these big international news stories. We know we got that feedback from Squizzers yeah. in the survey that they like to get international news from us. I reckon we'll leave topics like Sudan and an update on the Ukraine-Russia conflict to Squeeze Shortcuts. Instead, this week, there was a bit of a news theme around, as I said, that I'm calling a changing of the guard. Yes, and it's a bit beyond even
1: and very fitting that we're talking about it just as King Charles is going to be heading to that
0: coronation today. Sometimes things work out, (laughs) (laughs) and it did for us this week. We'll talk about the coronation in a bit. A few lower profile changing of the guards. The CEO of Rugby Australia very quietly stood Mm. down earlier in the week. Andy Marinos is his name. The hunt for a new CEO begins for rugby. Australia. Again, they've been churning Again, them over. They yeah. have. For the media buffs who listen, Grant Blackley, the longtime CEO of Southern Cross Asterio, announced he would hand over the job to current Chief Operating Officer John Kelly. There's a sub-theme here, Claire.
1: <laughs> a sub-theme. A theme and then a in, sub-theme. In our big theme, okay. We're getting very, very into it. <laughs> um, of course, that is of internal appointments mm. and we talked about that this week with a couple of other high profile appointments. First, the new head of the AFL uh, and Andrew Dillon is his name. He's been with the AFL for more than 20 years. Mm. Uh, And then there was the announcement of Vanessa Hudson, who's going to take over as Qantas CEO from Alan Joyce. She was within the company. Uh, Interestingly, too, if we want a sub-sub thing. Oh, boy. Announcements that Richard Goiter made this
0: week. (laughs) And, I mean, I think in the interests of being a place that people can get informed on names (laughs) that you hear in the news and go, I don't know who that person is, but everyone seems to be talking about Richard Goiter this week. Yeah. We'll tell you a little bit about him.
1: Yeah, so I knew about Richard Goiter and met him a couple of times mm. myself. Oh, uh, you he you. <laughs> he ran Wes Farmers, which, of course, when I was working at Woolworths, was the operator of coals. So a really, really big deal, particularly in business in Western Australia. Um, he is still very, very much involved there. He is the chair of Woodside, which is a big minerals and oil uh, Exploration company for oil and gas that is off the coast of Western Australia and also many other operations. Um, but he is the chair of the AFL Commission. He is the chair of Qantas. So he's got lots of fingers in lots of pies. He
0: does. And that's why he was the person making both of these announcements this week, both of these appointments this week. I reckon, in a nutshell, mm. him being part of all of those things is probably a demonstration of how small Australia really is. <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: very much. And even a much smaller subset of people who are senior on boards of our big companies.
0: Very, very true. And we could get into the numbers on oh, that. We've talked have about a that whole before. whole conversation about that. We could, that. maybe another time. Long story short, he's someone to know. He's an incredibly powerful guy when it comes to business here in Australia. He's not the main protagonist of this Changing of the Guard theme this week, though, Claire, as we alluded to, King Charles III is. We've already gone
1: through a lot of that in The Squiz today. Uh, We've got a whole shortcut on it as well. You can have a listen to that after you listen to this podcast whenever you get to it. Mm. Um, We were chatting about this quite a bit this week and listing off all of the people from Australia who are going to attend that grand event. Um, The list includes our Governor-General, David Hurley. Also, all the state governors are in London for that. And it got us thinking, like, who's in charge (laughs) here in in charge When
0: everyone's there? There is an answer to that question, actually. (laughs) And the answer is it's our former Governor-General, Peter Cosgrove, had to be... Officially sort of semi sworn in as acknowledged yeah. as the governor general whilst they're all away that had to go up to the king himself Indeed. and back down yeah so he gets to go back to his old gig for about 11 days which sounds like my worst nightmare <laughs> you've like, moved on from a job yeah. you've put it
1: all in the past <laughs> but no he's back in uh nothing worse than sort of backsliding I think maybe he's having that
0: moment <laughs> that's what I thought I was like, how annoying <laughs> like you kind of like got it all behind you and now you're back but the issue is someone has to To be in that role, just Mm. in case the government goes belly up. And what does that actually mean? Because I know you said this to me, and I, like, practically speaking, what could happen, really? Practically speaking,
1: it would be very surprising if our whole government (laughs) that is there at the moment in the next sort of handful of days completely imploded.
0: And he had to do anything. And he had to to do anything. Yeah, Yeah.
1: But there are constitutional requirements that means that someone, if something goes wrong, someone
0: has to be there. And has to be present in the country at the time, which is the key point. Indeed, There you go. That might be a bit of coronation information that you hadn't heard. (laughs) We'll leave you with that. Let's get into what's coming up next week. Coronation, we've done to death, Yep, it's coming up, there'll be lots to talk about after it, so expect that in the news next week as well, but mainly expect budget. Budget news, it's budget week.
1: Yeah, and look, we'll of course head into that budget, for most people it's a bit ho-hum, the budget, whatever, Mm -hmm. what does that mean? We'll get into it, we won't labour it, but Look, it's exciting for me. My mum used to make me a new dress for Budget Day
0: every year when I was a staffer. Is that kind of like a lesson for you? Like, you know, you should mind your budget, make your own clothes kind of thing? Or what was that about? She was just a beautiful seamstress,
1: so she enjoyed it. It was just a thing. I don't know why, okay. to be honest, if I think back on it. Um, but, look, talking about unusual things that could happen in the government, uh, we could be in for a surplus. Which is not what I was expecting you no. to say. No, because, of course, when you think about what's happened in Australia in the last bit of time, we've been spending a lot of money year on year. The last time we had a surplus was when John Howard
0: was Prime Minister. That was back in 2007. And I think probably the step back from that is to explain what a surplus actually means. What it means is essentially the government has brought in more revenue than it's spent in this current financial year. In the current financial year. Yeah, not historically. We've
1: still got a lot of debt.
0: Mm -hmm. So debt is a whole
1: different thing we've still got a lot of debt but in this current financial year more revenue than
0: we've spent so, so we will find that out on tuesday we'll night find
1: that out on tuesday night but it's probably a good segue to uh try and understand why potentially the government has announced already so many measures
0: so many things we've got a list here funding for the national gallery Tassie's getting a new footy stadium. That was a big deal. There's money for defence. Yesterday in the Squiz Today podcast, you talked about aged care workers getting a pay rise. There's been Mm. lots out about that. Funding for our Pacific Island family. There's lots. Is there anything left to announce? No, doesn't feel like it. There's still a
1: couple of days, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, the reason you would do that is that there is something in the budget on budget night so big that it would suck all the oxygen away from any of those measures getting much attention.
0: You heard it here first.
1: Claire Kimball says know. surplus. I I'm speculating.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we will find Who out. Knows. Tuesday night, Jim Chalmers delivers the budget. He's our treasurer. And then on Thursday night, there's the budget in reply speech and that's done by the opposition leader, Peter Dutton. We're actually off to Canberra this week for a budget dinner with future women. I'm going to be hobnobbing with people. Oh, we're going to the be letting out, us out and about. Of, out I know.
1: of our well, sort of chains of home. Home and recording podcasts and writing. It's going to be great. We're going to
0: have a lot of fun. We're looking forward to that. Claire, um, a couple of other things coming up this week that are a bit more quirky yes. than budget. The Westminster kennel club show. Talk to me about that <laughs> and why you've got that in here. It's a big dog show in New York. Okay. It's a hit
1: each year. Um, Standing beside that I know you're sort of Dog agnostic But it's definitely a thing Um, Eurovision fans This is your week It's in Liverpool In England So yeah That's going to kick off Thursday 5am Our time Voyager is our entry We can see them Have their first crack You've
0: got a little giggle On your face When Uh, you say that
1: They're hilarious They're sort of in that Really kind of hard Rock Metal Mm. They're from Perth They're really funny
0: Okay Thursday 5am If that's your thing Tune in Big week for the UK Finally Before we wrap up up, what's coming up this week. It's International Nurses Day on Friday, Claire. We know we have a lot of health mm. workers who listen to The Squeeze, so a big shout out to you. Let's get into recommendations. Recommends, Claire. Netflix is going really hard on this show, The Diplomat. We've both given it a go. We have. I don't think you were a fan, is my takeout. <sighs> I mean, I've what actually got to the end of it now and it's it just has a cliffhanger every at the yes. end of every episode that keeps you yeah. engaged. But I don't think I don't I don't think it's worthy of the attention. I
1: think <laughs> I started off thinking it was going to be some sort of smart spy hard drama like really my thing. Um, it's trash for smart people though.
0: Yeah. Well, that's okay. It's fine. Nothing wrong with I that. I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. But it is,
1: it's got the, it's got it the edge to of trash. Funny. It tries to be funny. I don't know. I mean, but yeah, look, it definitely keeps you watching. Kerry Russell from The Americans, of course. I think
0: that's what tricked me. I thought Agreed. it would be like The Americans, but it's not. It's not. It's, it's a, good, though. It's more yeah. fun than that, and it is um, sensational. Yes. And it does keep you watching. So I guess we're kind of recommending it in the way that we do <laughs> tend to do. I don't know what listeners think of our recommendations. Look... We kind of recommend because we're, kind of we're there-ish. There <laughs> if you can't tell, Claire and I have been in hysterics over this and we're not really <laughs> sure why. But we do have actually some really useful recommendations yes. this week. Um, it is a Life Hacks recommend special, I would say. yeah. Um, I love a life hack. You love a life hack. Just Who make my life easier. One? Make my life easier. It's basically the whole reason we run The Squiz is to make your life easier in news. But here's a couple of other things that you might not know. Yep. I think there is – and the disclaimer on this is there might be some people rolling their eyes saying how did you guys not know about these things but if one person doesn't know it's worthwhile. Yeah. Number 1. Yes. Eucalyptus oil for getting stains out of anything.
1: Well, everyone knows that.
0: But I knew I'm that, glad. but some people we work with didn't. <laughs> Indeed. So, raising it for
1: you if you haven't come across this life-changing thing, mm. get some eucalyptus oil. It's at the supermarket. Easy. You can use it on bench tops
0: anything i use it for doing my floors like mopping my floors you know yeah getting stains out of clothes yep getting rid of smells brilliant we're getting it's gonna get better we're building okay (laughs) number two This one's great. A herb stripper. Well, you don't cook, so
1: you haven't sort of slaved over the benchtop where you've had to strip, particularly things like thyme, Mm. where the leaves are really quite small but really delicious, so you need it. Uh, A
0: herb stripper. So we've got a link to that. It makes it very, very simple. So you just literally hook it around the herb. Strip it down. And there you go. Yep. Brilliant. Link to that in your episode notes, as you said. Mm-hmm. This one's specifically from you, Claire. Yes. Gel Active Foot Soles, is, is yeah, that right? Yeah, from
1: Shoal. Okay. Again, at the supermarket. Mm-hmm. It's probably actually quite close to the eucalyptus oil. Probably, so actually, can, yeah. You could probably have a very efficient shop picking up some of these things. <laughs> um, yes, I'm... Firmly in old lady territory, I need things in my shoes these days for particular shoes to make them a little bit more comfortable. Uh, these are winners. So, yeah, if it's if you've got a pair of shoes that you're having a bit of difficulty with, there's a high heel version and there's a flat version, thumbs up.
0: I love that. I really like that recommendation. I'm going to take that one up. from me, and this one is for parents of toddlers everywhere, it's a little <laughs> specific but who knows it might be useful for everyone, guided access on your phone. I just discovered it. Mm. You click three times. On the side button on your phone, and it locks your phone to the app that's open. Yeah. Which means that your kids can't, you know call your boss while yes. they're watching YouTube or whatever. It's brilliant. Genius. Had no idea about it. So there you go. There's our four life hacks this week.
1: I think those are all really handy. I can actually see myself using that guided access too because I've got a couple of sneaky friends. If I gave them my phone to look at a photo, they might click off and look at my text <gasps> messages. That's so, ana-
0: Oh, that's another way to use it. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, there you just go. make
1: sure that keeping them honest. Oh, <laughs> I don't know about it. Maybe check your friendships. <laughs> <laughs> that's true too. We'll get on to hacks to do that next week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> On to Squeeze Press. Kate. I wrote something, it's been published in a book. And just to be clear, you didn't write a book.
1: I didn't write a book, no. <laughs> but I'm trying to get as much glory from the experience as I can. Uh, I was asked by Gavin Fang and Tracy Kirkland from the ABC to write a few words about running an independent media business during COVID. So the book's
0: called? Panda Media. Panda Media, clever name. Yeah. I, I give them that, that's a really clever name. And yeah. it's got contributions from all sorts of people across the Australian media landscape.
1: Yeah, so we're talking about... About people like Tori Maguire from the SMH and The Age. Mm. She's someone we know quite well and really, really enjoy. Um, David Spears from the ABC, Rachel Baxendale from The Australian. Lots of different views, lots of different chapters about exactly what it was like to cover... The pandemic, yeah, um, but also internally how it worked with media and what it meant for news and news organisations.
0: Been wanting to get a shout out to David Spears on the podcast. I oh. used to work with David Spears yeah. and just great guy. So we don't I'm glad name we, drop we got a ch- lot. No, no. <laughs> but David is someone that we know quite well, and yeah, he's a terrific boy. That has nothing to do with your book or your chapter, but no. We will put a link to read the chapter if you want in your episode notes. Yep, they've made that available. It's on our website. So have a read. Have a read. Thanks for listening to Saturday Squeeze as always. And we will be back next week.